Welcome to Rise, Healing from Childhood Sexual Abuse Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Heil, registered psychologist and DBT certified clinician. I am also a childhood sexual abuse survivor. In this podcast, I will offer information about childhood sexual abuse in order to provide you with knowledge on this difficult topic, as well as provide you with strategies and tips that you can access now in order to begin moving from surviving to thriving. Hey everyone, welcome back to Rise. I am really excited to be here today because it's been a minute since we've had our last episode. And I thought I would start by just explaining why there was a bit of a break in between my recording. And it actually is very much related to the topic that I'm going to be bringing up today in this episode, which is going to be on trauma drives. I found over the last month, It's been a busy month for me, just lots going on at work and at home. And I was finding that when I found myself with a little bit of free time, I really felt the need to be taking that time for myself and just doing some self-care and finishing off the evening by watching a TV show that I was enjoying or taking a bath or reading or hanging out with my husband or my dogs or any of those types of things. And the thought of creating another episode was on my mind often, and I would frequently have the thought, I really should go and get this episode created so that I can get it out there and publish it. And then I just found myself really wanting to lean into what my body needed, which has been some rest. And I decided to go with that because I knew that for me, that was a sign of healing, that I have long struggled with being ultra productive as a result of trying to avoid different trauma cues and as a result of just the different narratives my mind created that have stemmed from the trauma of things like I must be productive in order to be worthy and I'm I'm safe when I'm busy and things like that. And the fact that I was feeling the need just to just be as opposed to try to be productive. To me, I was like, Oh, yeah, this is this is healing. This is good. And it motivated me to choose this as the topic for this episode, because I think it's something that some of you may resonate with. And when I found out about the concept of trauma drive, I found this absolutely fascinating, because I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is me. This is exactly what I've been going through for years now. And it just brought a lot of insight into my patterns and helped me to stop the pattern of being stuck in a trauma drive. So here we go. What is trauma drive? Trauma drive is a an experience that people go through where they feel motivated to stay very, very productive, to be very busy, to be taking on lots of different to-dos, to always be trying to get through their to-do lists without taking breaks. And oftentimes when people are stuck in trauma drive, you will see them be busy from like the morning, like the time that they wake up all the way until the time they go to bed with barely any time to breathe and really just bringing themselves into a sense of burnout over time because they're just so, so busy all the time without taking any breaks. Trauma drive has a function. There's a reason why people do this to themselves Frequently, it's because people who experience trauma find that when they stay busy, they don't experience as many triggers for the trauma. 
They are able to avoid the different cues that bring up the trauma for them. With that busyness comes less rumination, sometimes less flashbacks, just less sitting in those emotions and thinking back about the past. And that's relieving in some ways that the brain starts to pick up on this fact of like, oh, like when I'm when I'm busy, I don't have to be sitting in all of this emotional distress. And that reinforces itself. It makes the brain crave being busy and crave staying distracted so that it doesn't have to feel those emotions that it experiences when it slows down. Sometimes trauma drive can also be generated by different beliefs that you may have created based on some of the traumas that have happened to you in the past. So examples of those might be things like if a person out of their trauma generates a belief such as, I need to give all of myself to others in order for them to love me, then that might motivate them to really just be giving, giving, giving all the time. And it's not necessarily out of a place of being altruistic. It's out of a place of fear of if I don't do this, then something bad is going to happen. Like people are going to leave. Or another example, this might be like, say people who have past experiences related to poverty and financial trauma, maybe they might develop a belief early on of like, if you don't work all the time, then you're not going to survive financially. And so it's that fear that drives them as opposed to it being like an actual value of making money. So trauma drives can come from a place of these different beliefs that are internalized. And it can also come from a place of the brain just really trying to avoid anything that would remind us about the trauma. The productivity can range from things like busying yourself with chores uh, to staying super busy with work. Like lots of people who we would consider to be like a workaholic uh, frequently, if you really dig into their uh, their psyche to figure out where that comes from, oftentimes you'll find that it's motivated by a drive to try to avoid thinking about the past. Not always, that doesn't go for all workaholics, but a lot of them it does. The busyness might look like really throwing yourself into taking care of your kids, right? Just being like this exceptional parent who is all about their kids. And part of it is that you really just want to be all about your kids, but there, there's probably, there may be another part of it that's like, well, if I keep myself just totally absorbed in them, then I'm not having to think about my own stuff. The drive for busyness could look like throwing yourself into other people. So like really being involved in making a partner super happy or um, being like just the best coworker at work. It could be being like just this amazing friend who is always giving all of your time and helping out. Uh, So it really can look like anything, but it's essentially call it almost like an addiction to being busy, right? Just constantly busy, constantly being productive. So I really resonate with this. This is, this absolutely explains my brain to a T. When I was younger, there was actually a time where I was going to school to get my master's. And at the, the peak of the busyness, I was working five jobs at the same time as doing a full-time master's degree. And I had a partner and trying to juggle relationships with friends and family and whatnot. Like it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. And I did it, but absolutely just exhausted from it. And I, looking back on it, I suspect that may be a place where some of my like chronic pain and just some of the the flare-ups that I experienced with my body now may have come from, because there's just no way that my body could have just kept on going like that day after day without having some sort of consequence. 
But the thing was that when I stopped, if I took breaks and had some downtime, I found that the pain came back and I didn't want that to happen. And so it just seemed much more reasonable to me to just keep myself super busy because when I was busy, I was doing well. I felt okay. I wasn't thinking about my past traumas. I was just doing my thing and I was good at it. I was good at the jobs I was in. I was good at school. So there was a lot of kind of reinforcement in that busyness for me there too, because I was getting this feedback about how well I was doing. But yet looking back on it again, the the drive really came from a place of when I slowed down, all the trauma just came right back up. And so back then it was like, why would I bother slowing down? I just feel awful when I slow down. So during your healing journey, there may come a point where all of a sudden you find that you have less motivation to get all of your to-dos done and that you just don't feel like being as busy. And I can tell you from personal experience, when this time comes, it's really weird. Being a person who has always just been so busy and so driven to now have these points in my day where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this task or I don't really feel like taking on the next thing on my to-do list. Like, I think that's enough for today. And instead choosing to say, just sit or pick up a book or enjoy a cup of coffee while just looking outside, like looking around and just people watching. It's, It's a weird place to be, but it's a really nice place to be. So that's been one of the really kind of enlightening ways that I've been able to identify that I'm healing from my trauma is that I am losing that drive to be busy all the time. Now, what I will say to that is that it's not like poof, it's gone. There are moments where it's gone. And if my if my husband was listening to this particular episode, he'd be shaking his head right now because he'd be saying to, to himself, Jess, you are still you make yourself busy all the time still. So I think it's all relative. Um, that I can tell you for sure, just out of honesty, that this is still something that I can struggle with. But it's more so now out of a place of this is the pattern where I've just always been a busy person. And it's hard for me to let go of that. So that is the truth of the matter. And at the same time, there are now these moments where I'm able to really lean into the quiet and lean into not being quite as busy leaning into letting things be unfinished, leaning into just trying to be rather than always doing. So it is a process. It is not perfect, but it is cool for me to be able to see because it's just so, so different from the place that I've been in the past. When you start to notice that urge to kind of slow down, that is definitely a sign that you might be moving towards healing and that that trauma drive is starting to decrease a little bit. Uh, a term that sometimes is used when talking about trauma drive, when this urge for the motivation starts to come down, then that can be referred to as restful healing. It's that period after the drive wears off where you you pretty much don't really want to do anything. The body wants to relax. It craves relaxation. It finally feels safe enough to actually be able to relax and just be. So that's just kind of a neat thing for your body to experience, especially for our bodies, these these survivors of trauma, who our bodies have just been in this hyper alert, hyper vigilant state for so, so long. 
So to finally get some periods where it feels like your body is able to rest is just, it's really a glorious thing. Some signs that you might be approaching restful healing might be just feeling less motivated or sometimes even just emotionally exhausted, right? It's just like you're so tired, but it's not a physical tired. It's like an emotional tired and uh, just like a less of a desire to just like get through the day to power through. It's like, no, I, I don't need to just keep pushing through. It's okay to take rest. If you're noticing that you might be starting to enter into this period of restful healing, there's some things you can do to help facilitate that process along. It might feel really weird and uncomfortable and even stressful to lean into having some rest. You want to just remind yourself that this is, in fact, a sign of healing and give yourself permission to lean into it. Give yourself permission to just put down whatever that task is and just be for a little bit. And you might need to use some of those cognitive skills. Remember in in past episodes, we talked about having uh, bottom up versus top down techniques when it comes to healing and recovery. This is one of those top down techniques where we're going to intentionally tell ourselves in our brain, it's okay to relax. And then the hope is that in doing that, it just allows the body to start to lean into that relaxation in a different way. You can also maybe give yourself a little bit of time to think about things before jumping into the next to do. So for example, if you're having an urge to keep doing things, but at the same time, you're noticing in your body that your body's wanting to relax, even just giving yourself five minutes to really think on it before making the decision on which direction you're going to go can be beneficial. Inserting a pause so that we have time to really weigh those pros and cons and make an informed decision can really help. And you may find that in doing that, you may choose from a place of wisdom more often to allow yourself just to relax and rest. So to circle back to the beginning of this episode, this was my um, just a sign to me that I am in restful healing and that my body is allowing me to start to lean into just allowing rest and relaxation And recognizing that not getting around to certain tasks as quickly as maybe I would have in the past, or as quickly as I feel like I should have, it's not catastrophic. The world is not going to come to an end. I hope that all of you are uh, understanding on that part. And and I think probably in the background, you're silently cheering me on right now of like, way to go, Jess, that's a good decision that you made for yourself. This is a sign of healing. So I think going forward from here, when it comes to these episodes, I am going to choose to do these as they work for me. So I won't necessarily have any fixed uh, dates or times when I'll be uh, publishing an episode. It's going to be based on when I'm able to get around to it and when I can fit into my schedule in a way that's not going to cause any stress. And I would encourage any of you listening that wherever you have the capacity to also just take a little bit of pressure off yourselves that maybe you allow yourself to do that and lean into this piece of restful healing. Thank you very much for listening. And I am looking forward to seeing you next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you found today's episode helpful, please go ahead and leave me a review. And you can also follow the show so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. For more information about me, you can check out my website, www.innersolutions.ca.